This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 postgame podcast coming to you after Baylor's 80-75 to win over number eight UCLA in Las Vegas. Man, what a tournament this was. I mean, you got four quality teams, I think really four teams that are Sweet 16, Elite 8 caliber or better in the field. Uh, Baylor takes a loss to Virginia by seven in the opener. Virginia's, you know, a really solid great basketball team and they they win it uh they beat illinois by 11 uh today earlier in the early game and then baylor plays ucla a really good ucla team and uh they just made plays down the stretch adam flagler was terrific lj crier was terrific i'm joined by larry gatewood baylor hall of famer former basketball player uh what was your era like the 70s did you play in the 70s i can't remember larry well i tell people it was 19 old old <laughs> <laughs> Before the three point shot, for sure. Yeah, you, you would have got. You would have had a lot of three pointers if there was oh, a three point shot. I'd, have, I'd be living. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is, is uh, electricity was vented the year before we started, so you got that. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't come to the heart of Texas until uh, years later, but uh, but at least it was it was invented, right? Yeah. Well, hey, well, listen. Uh, the first half of this game, uh, speaking of three point shooting. It, it almost felt like they were playing on an aircraft carrier, and and there was it, was, it must have been a really windy day because uh, Baylor was three for thirteen from the uh, three point line in the first half. I think UCLA was one for eight, uh, so that wasn't really um, efficient three point shooting. But they got it going in the second half. Really well played game, back and forth, and and I thought that uh, overall Baylor executed really well when they needed to. Uh, L.J. Cryer made a huge three, great play by Caleb Lohner to set him up, and then Adam Flagler made two terrific plays uh, to really put the game comfortable, you know, that five-point, you know, range. And then they made the free throws. L.J. Cryer and Adam Flagler both made uh, front end of one-on-ones and, and completed both free throws and put the game away. Uh, Larry, what did you like? Um, you know, obviously we can point to Jalen Bridges and Keontae George having really off games, especially offensively. And uh, Baylor was able, able to overcome that, you know, but what, what did you see? What did you like? You know, what, what does Baylor need to work on? Well, let's talk about the positive first, you know, as far as the negative. But that I like Kyle Loners. God, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. And, I mean, his energy, I could feel it. I mean, I wanted to dunk. He was jumping so high, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and uh, he 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 showed some Mike Mark Vitals uh, tight quickness tonight. Right, and and when you do that, you your teammate you it, it, it and you do it in front of your teammates. You it just gives you self confidence to build for the next game and for conference and all of that. He's he's just really solid. I'm surprised he isn't uh, Scott Drew's brother because he just fits like family, you know. Yeah, no, he, he terrific first half. I mean, he was the key to keeping Baylor in that game in the first half. I think he had nine yeah. points, and all of them were in the first half, I believe. Made a three, uh, great energy on the glass. He uh, played good defense, although, you know, he got exposed a little bit later uh, by uh, Yami Hami Haquez in the second half. Uh, you know, he had trouble staying with him off the dribble, but he's he's a tough matchup for anybody. Um, you know, I would say that uh, 
defensively, we took a lot of charges. I remember Dale Bonner getting one. I remember, I think, Adam Flagler and Keontae George getting a charge. And then Flo always draws a charge, and he did again today. Uh, Flo, although he only scored one point, I thought he battled incredible on the glass, kept a lot of possessions alive, six rebounds. He had the two big blocks as well. Uh, I love the energy he played with. And, and then Josh coming off the bench was, was really good also. Uh, he ends up with seven points and only two rebounds, but he also has a block in 12 minutes. I thought he gave us some really good minutes. Um, you know, that kid is, is a bigger version of, of John. Yeah. He's a bigger version of John. And he plays with – the enthusiasm was really – really good but but you know when you play and i'm not this is not a cut scott but when you play the peanut peanut butter and jelly schedule early on yeah it doesn't give you you know a great opportunity but you know from day one even though they lost the game i was amazed at that uh you know from the stats they played stat wise good enough to win a big game yesterday i mean there were one before with uh Virginia. Oh yeah, it was just that like you know six seven minute stretch in the beginning of the second half where Virginia made right. like seven threes in a row. That yeah. that was a tough thing to overcome. No. But Virginia's, I mean, they're so solid, and it, you know, it, and I and I think it is a team because they return ninety one percent of their experience that may be ahead of other teams at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And you know other, these other teams may catch up to them uh, just just on talent level. Well, when you when you're prime when you're ready for the you know the playoffs, right? Right now, right now it's hard to get better. I'm not sure Virginia is is has you know they just look too efficient for this early in the season. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're good. I mean you know, they they have, I mean they they can beat you in a lot of ways, but they really control the glass. They they don't make many mistakes on defense. Uh, kudos to them. Happy for them. I mean they've been through a yeah. lot this weekend. And uh, if if Baylor was not going to win it, I'm I'm glad Virginia won it. Um, you know I, I'll say that uh, to your point about playing cupcakes, Baylor did scrimmage LSU and A and M, so I think they had a pretty good idea of what they had in those scrimmages. Although A and M. Uh, was a top 25 team and uh, they go to Myrtle Beach I believe and they get uh, beat by Murray State and then Colorado blows them out so uh, you know they probably pretty disappointing uh, for them you know to have they had a lot of experience returning also and to just lay an egg uh, like that Uh, so so maybe we didn't learn as much from that A&M scrimmage as we had hoped to but we certainly learned a lot about our team after this weekend that's for sure and uh, would you agree that this is a team that has everything you need to to cut down the nets in April? Well, I think, are they a Final Four team? Yeah, they have real capabilities there. You know you have to have all kinds of breaks and stuff. Right. You, you know, to be, to win, to win it again. And, and of course, I, uh, I think that's one of the problems that A&M fans have is, is they have, they're, they got their expectations and they dream too high, you know, instead of, you know, I'm talking about football and stuff right, like right. that. But, uh, but I thought, you know, the, the thing 
that was good in this game tonight. It's a shame it was this close because Scott and them can't give the fans, uh, you know, cardiac arrest because <laughs> after the because TCU football game, after the TCU game, please, yeah. you know, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I, it's it's good to see those kids that were hurt back. I think the additions. I, I think right now, I think Lomer is is a better starter than the the kid from West Virginia. But we hope he he can pick it up. Yeah, he had a rough weekend in Vegas. I mean, he picked up two early fouls in this game today. He missed open shots. Uh, he did have. Said box score says he had four assists, so that's good. And he, had, he did have two turnovers, but um, just a rough a rough weekend offensively. He missed his uh, threes, all I think all the three attempts that he took this weekend. Uh, but I, I I think he's a proven commodity, and that he'll uh, prove. No, th- no, no. I'm the one. I, I've been his fan since I saw him. Yeah, yeah. He, he you know, you and I have had arguments, and uh, and and I think he's a stud. Uh, and, they, and you, you know, know the, it, it's going to take time. I mean, these guards have played together. You know, Keontae George hasn't played with Bonner and um, Cryer and Flagler, but certainly those three. And, and it's interesting that uh, Keontae George was on the bench to end the game and, 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 and Bonner was in there. And, and I think it's the right move because uh, Bonner takes care of the ball and Keontae was a little bit careless with it today. Uh, he had quite a few turnovers, so I don't blame Scott for making that move when the game was on the line. Although, you know, Keontae's going to be an incredible player by January, February, if, if he keeps his nose to the grindstone and keeps working hard. But, you know, this is a, it's a learning experience. Even UCLA had this uh, five-star one-and-done type freshman, Amari Bailey, and, and he struggled a little bit. And Bona, you know, Thamba got the best of him a little bit. You know, so it's a tough it's a tough time of year for freshmen. You know, they need game repetitions, and, and I have no doubt that uh, – this will be great for Keontae later well, in the year. Well, the, the, thing, the thing that they did today that I didn't feel like we did last year, we didn't get a lot of charges. Now, I could be wrong. Okay, oh, we didn't. We On offense, we didn't, we didn't charge into them is what you're saying? No, we played a lot of charges. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I didn't think last year, I think Flo and, and uh, some of our big guys got in foul trouble because – we didn't get help from the guards playing charge. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, yeah. we seem to be doing a really good job early in the year. And I know that's an emphasis. I, I interviewed Alvin Brooks uh, on a podcast and he talked about how that's true. Rim rim protection is getting charges and, uh, you know, discouraging other opposing guards from driving hard into the paint. Now, now UCLA got plenty of points in the paint, but, uh, you know, certainly, you know, Baylor was opportunistic and, and did draw some some timely charges. And, you know, it's 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 um, I'm, I'm really happy with, uh, you know, I, I, obviously the best thing would be to win both games. But uh, I think, you know, a lot more about your team. This gets you ready for, you know, McNeese State on Wednesday. Not a great team. Uh, hopefully that's not a, a game that you have to worry too much about. And then after Thanksgiving next week, you got a pretty brutal uh Stretch there. You go to Marquette. Uh, Shaka Smart's teams play hard. That's going to be a war, especially on the road and in a hostile environment. And then uh, your next game is Gonzaga Friday night in uh, Sioux Falls. 
I'm watching Gonzaga right now, and they're taking it to Kentucky. A nice bounce back from them after that blowout loss at Texas. Uh, so you know you, you got you're going to be tested. You, you, really good schedule here uh, before you head into the uh, uh, the break, and you know you got a couple games in December that you should win, and, and then you know Washington State. Uh, well, you know Tarleton State. That's not an easy game. I, I forget about that one. Uh, Billy Clyde Gillespie. They they play really hard and. They gave Arizona State, you know, all they wanted and, and then, you know, played uh, – beat another pretty decent team. I can't remember who they beat. But, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a fun ride. And, and uh, you know, I, I think people overreacted after Friday's loss against Virginia. Uh, but tonight really showed that this well, you is know, a team that can do it. When I, when I look at the psychology of this conversation, I can't, I can't quite decide if you're – if you're really your anger is coming out in enthusiasm anger from the the football loss to the enthusiasm <laughs> of the bears playing better tonight in basketball I, it's kind of you there's a term ambivalence where you hit you feel conflicting emotions at the same time uh, i think that you're very ambivalent tonight uh, but <laughs> but you know if if you i've got a session open if you want to call me but uh, the the thing the thing is, is uh, I just saw intensity and uh, that, that, you know, they, they picked it up. I did not think we looked like a Baylor defensive team against Virginia. Right. And it was, uh, there was a lot of easy stuff and, uh, but no, it's, and, and let me, let me say this about, uh, the Texas game the other night, they had a great game. There's no doubt they had a great game. But they're not going to shoot like that because those guys don't shoot the ball is typically consistently like they did the other night. Yeah, Marcus Carr is a career 32% three-point shooter. Hunter uh, at Iowa State last year shot under 30%. You can't rely on five for six and four for six or whatever those guys were in that game. Kind of like Terrence Shannon the other night against UCLA was eight for nine from three, I believe. And then tonight, uh, Virginia, you know, he struggled against Virginia. They, they You didn't get the clean looks against them that he got against UCLA. Uh, great to see LJ Cryer, man. He uh, had a rough game. I think in his second game, I uh, uh, can't remember who that was against. Um, uh, who was that second game against? It was, it was the Friday night game. I can't, I can't remember. He, he shot it pretty poorly uh, in that game. And then, you know, he had a terrific uh, couple games in, in Vegas, really shot the ball well, showed that he can score off the dribble with floaters and, you know, get in the paint. You know, that's that's dangerous because – uh, then, then you got to respect that drive, and if you give him any room, he's going to knock down threes. Man, he has a he has a pure jump shot, doesn't he? I know you like that being a shooting coach. Well, no, he I, he pulls up. I like it. He's not afraid to pull up. Yeah, and uh, but uh, no, it's it's it, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, we might as well have a brief conversation. It's it's a shame the Lady Bears lost those two players I, I i know one of them will probably come back but we still don't know on the black the what's her name black blackwell Burner. blackwell yeah, yeah we, well we she tweeted don't. out uh she she just tweeted out soon on uh today so that maybe that's an encouraging sign that the injury is not as yeah. serious as thought 
uh, but Dreyuna Edwards, an eligibility issue, and hopefully she's back soon because, yeah, you're missing your two best players, and you shoot terrible. You, you know, they, they shot the ball terrible from three. Uh, they turned over Maryland quite a bit, and then they didn't shoot it well from the foul line. I mean, you, you would want that game back, you know, even just with the team you had today just because of how poorly you shot it. But, you know, if you have Blackwell and Edwards, you're you're going to win that game nine out of ten times probably. So well, I, so, you know, the thing the thing about it is is she's such a sweet lady, and, and I hope someday I get to meet her, is, uh, is, is you can't help but pull for them. And she's just doing – enormous amount of stuff uh not to say the past didn't do a lot of stuff but but she's she's all in on baylor she's all in on baylor yeah yeah, you can tell those girls just absolutely adore her right right yeah no i'm excited to follow them you know volleyball has been playing well they they had a hard fought uh match against texas and and fell short there but they were taking them to the wire you know each of those uh sets um and you know of course Football was disappointing, but, man, did they fight hard and, and you know, really played a great game, just didn't get the breaks. Uh, then, you know, the, you know it, was, it was a tough weekend for Baylor sports, but there was some redemption here with this Well, UCLA you know, the, the loss to TCU, uh, a lot of people won't remember this, but a lot of Baylor fans will, is when Neil Jeffrey was the quarterback and he, he called in – a, in, in a big game, he called – timeout something it was like it was he 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 threw the ball away or something on the fourth down he thought it was the third uh, that lost the game and then and, yeah. then and then the next year led him to they won uh, the conference yeah they won yeah. the conference yeah so so these guys i i hope we will go look for you know in in the, in the off season for some jet receivers yeah 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 well, we, we we'll 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 cover this off air because I, I know a lot of people tuning in aren't aren't coming here to listen to football talk. But but well, I... <laughs> Wednesday you got an opportunity to watch your Bears a three o'clock uh, tip off against McNeese State. You know, right before Thanksgiving, uh, if you have a chance to go support the Bears in Austin uh, against Texas to close the season out, I'm sure they would be grateful uh, for the for the fan support there. You know, it's. Uh, it's a big week for Baylor sports, but it, it started out tonight in a good way with this win over UCLA. I, I'm going to look up. I, I know you love the Ken Palm, and and you, you kind of live and die by what Ken Palm says. So let me let me pull up uh, the the, ra- the ratings and see if they've adjusted them here. Well, hey, you have to look it up because one of your kids is named Ken and the other one's Palm. So <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, Baylor's still seven, so they were seven coming into this game, and so right now, uh, Ken Palm's computers uh, likes likes a team in the Big Twelve as number one. Uh, they got Kentucky as number two. They got Houston as number three. Virginia is number, number one. Oh, it's it, it, it's that team in Austin, and and then number oh. five is Gonzaga. Number six is the real uh, the real uh, UT Tennessee, and then number seven is uh, Baylor. So that's that's how they got it right now. Kansas at number 10 uh, currently. Yeah, the, the analytical models are all over Texas right now. They have them winning the conference at 14-4, and four, which is an absolute joke. That's not going to happen. Uh, they got Baylor 12-6, uh, and six, finishing second, and Kansas finishing third at 11-7. and seven. We know that this is probably going to be Baylor and Kansas's league to win 
for the reasons you stated earlier, but uh, about the shooting. Although I'm not, I'm not sure I trust Kansas's shooting either. It's an interesting year in the Big Twelve from from an outside shooting perspective, because the top teams in the league have a lot of question marks in that area. Uh, we know Kansas has the Grady Dick that can shoot it well. Jalen Wilson is kind of feast or famine. A lot of Kansas's uh, players, you know, don't shoot it very well from outside. We uh, we know TCU can't shoot it. They can't throw it in the ocean. Uh, so they're going to be a terrible three-point shooting team. Texas, I think, is going to be a, a, a below-average three-point shooting team uh, outside of that Gonzaga performance the other night. And then you got Texas Tech, who's, you know, expected to be near the top of the – the league and, and they don't shoot really well too so if you look at the teams that shoot well from three-point range it's it's baylor not that that means baylor's going to win it but you know that's well the the only other thing i was going to say on the team we have to throw the ball into the post and throw it into the free throw line i i mean we have to do that we have to have that balance in right there because we're passing it all on the perimeter and we've got – there's three ways you penetrate. You hit the high post, the low post, and dribble drive. And uh, there wasn't – you know, I, I, I'm i telling you, the Lomers are the new Josh. kid from – Yeah, Josh. Jo- Josh. Josh can score on the block. You throw, well, he can you throw the ball, the ball in there. He can, throw he can line score. and square up and drive around somebody. Right. That's what I'm talking about. To where we, you have that threat you know, that'll make the defense get off the shooters. I think I trust Jalen Bridges and, and Caleb Lohner are doing that more. But, but it, like, if you throw the ball to him in the low post, I think he can score with hook shots with either hand. And he's so long. Oh, yeah. He can get, he can get the shot that. off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be a strength issue. Does, does he get moved off the block, you know, and can he hold his position in order to, to score? Yeah, but, but he's quick. He's, he's quick. quick. He's quick. Yeah. He's quick. And he's a quick jumper, too. Kind of like me, but anyway, <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's all it's all good. All right, I, I, since you like since you requested, I go through the Ken Palm numbers. I will. Uh, Caleb Loner was the top offensive rating, one ninety three. Uh, that's that's really good. Anything over like one twenty is terrific. Josh right. was one seventy four, and then you got uh, Dale Bonner at one thirty. Flo with the one sixty five. And then your two guys that scored 50 points combined, Adam Flagler was 135 offensive rating. LJ Cryer was 121. LJ was hurt by the turnovers. Adam was four assists and one turnover. I thought he did a really good job taking care of the ball tonight. Uh, made, some re- it's made some great decisions overall. Yeah. So, so they were good. Um, Keontae George, only a 45 offensive rating. Jalen Bridges, 52. So really, really off nights for them. And then for UCLA, the only one over 140 was that Jalen Clark. Uh, he was good. 23 points. Uh, he was number zero, 6'5". Also had uh, 10 rebounds, so he had a double-double. And then uh, their two star players, Tiger Campbell. Tiger only had 12, and, and, and uh, Jaime Jaquez uh, had 15. Uh, but they, didn't, they weren't the most efficient from uh, overall uh, offensive efficiency. Their, their ratings, uh, Tiger Campbell's 85 and – Hockey has 115. So, so because you requested the uh, Ken Pop stats, I, I just ran it down. <laughs> Larry, Larry's, Larry's old school. He, when we when we talk offline, he's like, listen, I don't care about your Ken Palm. I don't want to hear that stuff. So that's that's why we're making jokes about it. Hey, hey. I know that now I can sleep good tonight knowing <laughs> that I heard the Ken Palm report. 
<laughs> you know, it just makes my – Well, and I know Kendall Cow's probably going to put it in his post-game article too. The, the guy loves analytics more than uh, – I oh, can't think of an analogy, but he really loves analytics. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but it's your all toy. You do what you damn well please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, onward and upward. Four and one hey, for the Baylor hey, Bears. They they will hey, they thanks. will stay in the top I, I, ten. Yeah, they will stay I in the top hope you ten. Have me back. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you've been right. listening to a Sickum three sixty five podcast with Ashley Hodge and Larry Gatewood, Sickum Bears.